favorite character, I guess, is Scarlet. I thought she was fine. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> oh, what a glowing review. I thought she was fine. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I wanted to introduce us with like a princessy version of our theme song, but there's oh, there's no words that would to be it, cute. though, wouldn't it? I guess it already is a little princessy. It is. It's kind of like tea time princess. Yeah, exactly. Or drink time princess. That's <laughs> us today. <laughs> Happy hour princesses. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyways, that over there. Welcome to that princess book club. Is Kendall Shaw, aka Doctor Spoons Palermo. Hi, howdy. And over there is Ash O'Rourke, but you can call her Wheezy. It ain't easy being wheezy, and because we're so on point today, I'm just going to give you guys a reminder that if you don't want to hear our nonsense, you just want to hear about the book, you can use the skip nodes in the show, skip nodes in the show nodes, <laughs> you can use the skip notes in the show notes, and uh, that'll take you there and you can skip our nonsense, but if you guys are here for the nonsense, like many of you are, um, we're grateful to you, thank you for being here, um, and I'm just impressed with myself that I remembered to do all of that in the first seriously one minute. We're good. We're under 60 seconds. That and we was got like all of it in. The most impressive we've ever been on this podcast. It is, and it only took us until the very end of season four. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we're finally recording together in person again, which we haven't done in a really long time. That's, it's like must be it. I feel like I'm making too much eye contact with you because I'm used to making eye contact with you over Zoom. Which is like half power eye you know, contact. You're right. I feel like we usually don't actually like look at each other. I know. Much and I'm like, God, she's so beautiful. And I'm oh like, no, God. be normal, be normal, Ash. What did we say before? You're so sweet. A second, like right before recording. Oh, oh. We said something about our our closeness. But yeah, you, you, <laughs> I said closeness, <laughs> and, and I said like something else. And she's like, Oh yeah, not, no, that's not, what I meant. Not, not like that we're so close. Not that I'm like close enough to stroke her knee, which I just did. <laughs> Uh, her petticoat clothed knee because we are dressed as princesses today it's princess day it's princess day which should be a new national holiday i'm having the best time with it even though i did accidentally trap myself into a corseted dress when i was the only one at home for the first time in a very long time <laughs> i was trying on an old costume to decide which princess costume i was going to wear today because i was like i wanted to be comfortable but i do want to feel like genuinely a princess and i didn't know what spoons was going to wear so i was like i want to like have like the same vibe and so i tried on this dress from high school and the only way I could zip it was by cinching myself to the tightest degree of this like corset, not even like a cute corset, like an elasticy one that you wear with real clothes <laughs> to try and make them fit you. And it was so tight. And then I somehow managed after like, it was probably about an hour of walking around trying to zip my dress, walking around trying to zip my dress. And I finally got it zipped all the way. And I was like, great, it fits. And then I was like, my mom is gone. My brother is at the store and my husband's gone. I guess I'm going to wear this. She, until, until she literally sent me a picture of herself in this dress. And it was probably four hours later yeah. at least that I got here. And I was still wearing it. And she was still wearing it. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It was good. Uh, well, then I started playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. And so I was like, I guess I'm just doing this now. Because then I heard Caleb get back like maybe half an hour before you got here. And I was like, I guess I could ask him at this point to unzip me but it's been it's been long enough i've really committed uh but now i'm wearing my like princess meets bartender outfit no, yeah, which she is looks good really good and spoons has got like cottage core snow white going on so it's really good we're really killing it you guys we are and we're drinking horns. um they actually it's called what the sun lily drink or something it's a tangled inspired drink i do think that i kind of nailed the color though it looks so good it's a little more reddish now but it was like kind of like the pink and purple before which was good very rapunzel yeah she's a mm. purple gal for sure 
I got so excited. So we're, we are having themed princess drinks. So you guys should join us. If you have a pause us, go get whatever alcohol you have and then just call it a princess drink. <laughs> yeah. And this is princess happy hour. If you believe hard enough. <laughs> yeah. It's all if you believe. Exactly. Well, Spoons, uh, your highness. Yes, uh, yes. How has your week been? I know oh it's been a lot God. of school stuff. It has been so much school stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're the most educated princess oh out there. Oh my God. Yes, I'm so close to finishing, but like it's kind of that last push, you know, Yeah. of schoolwork. So it's been a big group project thing and Gross. it's just been a lot. Yesterday I had two Zoom meetings with professors, so that was a lot. And Ew. it's like, I know. It that. actually was fine, but it was still like, oh, gross. Um, <laughs> and they, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thankfully, my professor, as you just heard earlier, um, extended one of our deadlines. That's so, so I'm nice. So excited. I feel really relieved. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically been my week. I went to another football game last night for my little brother who was oh, in the band. Sports. It was so fun. It was, Aww. like, a really good game. Um, I saw pictures on Facebook. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. They're all at, like, a football game together. Yeah. It's adorable. And I went last week, too, and that one was disappointing because mm. they lost, and it was the first game they lost this season. Yeah. And it was, like, a big game. But this game was also a really big game. It was, like, a rival game. Ooh. And we won, but it was, like, when you, you know, it's, like, no fun when you win, like, by a lot. It's way more fun yeah. when it's, when it's like, like, a, a close, close game. game. It yeah. was a close game. They yeah. were tied for most of it so at the end they pulled it out in like a minute i love it that was super exciting that's good like the last cowboys game was good i actually think that we did lose at the end but we started out like for the first like most of the for- first two quarters it was like zero to like 14 or something crazy uh-huh. and i was like oh my god we're not we're not gonna come no it was zero to 17 i was like we're not gonna come back from this mm-hmm. and then we almost did it was like one touchdown away maybe mm-hmm. from us winning and i don't think we won this last game because i have a bad memory but i don't think we did but i was still like that was enjoyable it's way more fun when it's close it's so much more fun and so i bought a like Dis- a dallas disney a dallas cowboys <laughs> headband and dallas cowboys leggings because i haven't bought new leggings in like a few years of course just in time for Javi to leave. Javi left this week. And yeah. so I'm just going to have to wear my Dallas Cowboys attire by myself. Aww. Not that I'm probably going to be watching the game by myself, but I'll, maybe I'll put it on for a second and take a picture and send it to him so there he knows he has that my support. That would be really fun for him. Yes, I'm he'll sure. like that. Um, yeah. So silly. But That's a fun purchase. Yeah, it was a fun purchase. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. And then I bought some pajamas because they were all on sale. And I had a free pajama set from Adormi. I know you guys probably don't care about my shopping experience. But I will just end it with... <laughs> I love is... hearing about people's new clothes, honestly. Really? Yeah. Okay, then you'll like this. Because I also... I've had this fruits basket, the anime I like. Mm-hmm. One of the animes I like. I've had this shirt that I wanted to get forever. And I was like, Ash, you can't justify it. And I was like, hang on. I'm about to get like my rewards points for my credit card. What if I just use those and this time I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get two pairs of pajama pants because I have one pair I've had since maybe like eighth grade of pajama pants uh-huh. and because they were really big when I first got them. So I've just grown into them and just keep wearing them. And I was like, this is so sad because pajama pants are like the comfiest clothes in the entire world. <laughs> and so I every year I almost buy some and then I don't. So I was like, I'm going to buy two pairs of pajama pants and I'm going to buy this cute fruits basket shirt and bam, new pajamas. And then I got like the free pajama set from Adore Me and then the two that were on sale. And so I'm like rolling in pajamas, which is perfect <laughs> timing because Javi's gone. So I'm like, That's I'm not good. wearing real clothes. I haven't shaved my legs in like a week. No, dude, who cares? It's pajama mm-hmm. time. It's fall. Yeah, it's princess clothes or pajama time and there's not an in-between. Maddie <laughs> <laughs> was like, you should go feed the chickens in your princess attire. Just yes. go like full provincial princess. Yes. And I was like, 
You know, maybe I will. Who's to stop me from wearing this every day? Nobody. No. You literally have a farm. You can do it. You know? I could literally. I, then I would be cottagecore. Oh, Because as we've so discussed, true. it's that my personal aesthetic doesn't match the aesthetic of cottagecore. Right. Because I'm like, you know, And it's gross. not always the most practical way to do chores and stuff. It's not. I mean, I would get this stuff pretty messy, but, you know, worth it. It's not like I ever wear it. I just accidentally touched your leg and I was like, oh, no, that was weird. Then I was like, wait a minute. My foot's touching her leg. <laughs> We are so cute. We're like we're adorable. A, we're like in love with each other. <laughs> she says it as if it's a joke. <laughs> I'm really not joking. I know. I know. My waifu here. Javi's gonna listen to this and get mad at me again. I'm I doubt gonna... it. He what? It, okay, so this is very funny. Um, there's nobody take any of this the wrong way, but it is very funny because there is this ongoing joke that everyone in the army is gay. And of course that joke happens because it's mostly men who all, you know, hang out together together constantly, all sleep together, all see each other naked. So of course these jokes would arise inevitably. Sure. And they all think it's very, very funny. It's very much their type of humor. But on the man was filling out his medical form for this mission he's going on. And he was looking back over the form he had submitted the next day and he was like, Oh my God. And I was like, What? And he said, I I checked a box on here I didn't think I checked. And I was like, what are you What are you talking about? And he goes, well, I thought it said sex with the same partner, you know, because you have to, like, you know, divulge, like, you know, so they can, like, check you for STDs and Did all that stuff. Did he tell the military that he's gay? <laughs> Dude, he said sex with the same sex partner. He was like, well, that's funny. And I was like, are you getting corrected? And he was like, no, I don't think it matters. <laughs> like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I was like, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't oh, matter. that's so funny. I was like, it was your subconscious hobby. <laughs> it was like... But actually, he has so many boyfriends. I call them his man hoes. He has such like a man harem. I'm like, just stop it with all your boyfriends. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, listen, I can have a wife too, okay? <laughs> if you can fine. have all those boyfriends, as long I as can you have guys agree, you know. No, we. That's why I'm like, I don't think he would ever be offended. I'm like, he would be. It would be so hypocritical of him. It really would, you know. He's, he, he's not. He's <laughs> so one to he talk. Judge. Yeah, yeah come exactly. On. Um, anyways, I thought that was really funny, though. I was like, that is funny. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't really an accident. I feel like your subconscious was like, click the button, hobby. <laughs> You know you want to. And the voices of all of his man lovers are in his head like, click the button, Javi. Ryan Reynolds, his one true love is like, Javi, do love. it. Javi, do it. You know you want to. Yeah, exactly. And then his uh, one of his friends came over, and I will not, for the off chance that any of them or their spouses listen to this podcast, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm going to leave you all in uh, in suspense. But my mom did ask if one of the people who came to Javi's party was gay uh-huh. because they he seemed so sincerely in love with Javi. And I was like, and Javi seems sincerely in love with him i was like not to my knowledge but would i be surprised no so anyways that's very sweet i'm not gonna say who it was but yeah i mean i could say it was the guy who was kissing javi on the face and who javi was kissing back but that happened with multiple men so it's not i mean it doesn't really narrow things down group of friends you (laughs) know they really are really close they're really really close (laughs) some people are like oh ash doesn't know poor thing People are going to be like, oh, my God, Ash. Like, like, Ash thinks it's a joke. Oh, no. Don't tell her. It's going to be like Grace and Frankie in like 30 years. <laughs> no, no. Javi's in uh, love with Ash. Don't worry. He is in love with me. And he's just all right also, with it if he's also in love Yeah, with I have to. Be, listen, if you are a military spouse, you know, they say stuff like, you're married to the army. You have to be OK with changing schedules and stuff. Though they don't tell you and what the real truth is, is you have to be OK with the fact that your husband is in love with everybody, everybody that he in, works with in the army. Yeah. Like, he has so many boyfriends. Yeah. So many. That's just the price you pay. It's the price you pay marrying a military guy. (laughs) I've heard people say there's so many reasons why they won't date military guys, and no one has ever said that. And I'm like, little do you know, (laughs) the greatest burden you will will bear is (laughs) knowing that your husband is in love with other men. (laughs) 
And yet somehow they're all like, no, we're all straight. And I'm like, I just don't feel like this is statistically possible. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's been like at least a few of you are lying to yourselves <laughs> and each other. But it's okay. Anyway, so hopefully that didn't offend anyone. But um, I just think it's really funny. <laughs> Uh, I think Javi would support this entire conversation also. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't care. No, he's not jealous of spoons either. Ever since she bought him the adult diapers for his birthday, which are under the bed over there. Javi loves me now. I knew he would come back. I Mm -hmm. knew he'd come crawling back. If he listens to this, he's going to deny it, but I knew he would. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, she's canceled. Her friendship subscription's canceled again. (laughs) (laughs) The audacity. Oh, um, I should say, so here, I'll just, I haven't had much of an update for this week, so I'll just call this all my update because I'm just rambling at this point. Go for it. But Javi, so Javi left to go on orders and he got there immediately they had um accidentally canceled everyone's hotel rooms so they got there and Javi was like well that's not okay we got to fix it and then they got in a bit of a tiff about it which I feel like that's not really anything to get in a tiff about obviously if you told these poor kids and a lot of them are like really young privates who use like the last of their money to get there and so I was like yeah give them a hotel room like or at least say yeah, sorry not right <laughs> yeah and i think they didn't want to admit that they'd messed up and Javi was like just admit you messed up and fix it and so of course he immediately made enemies and now they're sending him somewhere else where they were sending quote unquote all the rejects <gasps> which is kind of Javi's not worried about it at all it'll be fine but here's the funny part is that they're sticking him in what is considered the second most haunted hotel in the state oh my god and it's on the top 100 list of haunted hotels in the country really yeah well you know, best of luck to him. I know. <laughs> He's like, it's time to start my ghost hunting channel. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we'll see if he talks about it all the time. He's always like, all these guys, like, such wusses. They just, they run away, you know, like when a door slams or they hear a voice. I'd like bust in there and be like, bah, and like punch the ghost in the face. And I was like, I don't think you understand how the realm of the ethereal works but, but also like who can be sure maybe he could you never know maybe i don't know i think i think that that's what he's saying he's like at least like i would know i would try like i would just run in there and i'm like maybe <laughs> is it smart though like <laughs> anyway so we'll see what happens apparently there's some story about now i was hoping there'd be like a cool story about like the hotel it's really just like there's these two women that supposedly haunt it and look really, really scary. Oh, that's terrifying. And I'm like, but there's no like, where? how did the women get? Like, there's Nobody no like history. Knows, like, Nobody knows. Oh, that's so dumb. it's a little funny. So, I mean, they did kind of try and send them send him there, I think, as like a bit of a punishment for immediately getting there and being like, fix this shit, which I feel is called for. But it's why <laughs> it is why a lot of officers don't love my husband and a lot of enlisted people love him very, very much for this reason. Um, so I hear you, Flora. It's just that you're annoying Flora me. Flora wants to get in here. She does. Um, but yeah, so I think that the true punishment was not that they sent him to the rejects post. It was that they sent him to the haunted hotel because he deeply <laughs> believes in all of that. I was about to say, like, Javi for sure is like, oh, it's haunted. Yeah, no, he for sure, because he thinks things are haunted that there's Another no way Another thing that me and Javi have that are the same. See, I do believe that some things are haunted, but, like, my bar is so high for believing that. I'm like, nah, it's a person. <laughs> for me, I'll just, like, see a building that I think is creepy, and I'm like, oh, that's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need, I need some, like, pretty hardcore evidence. I need something that we can't easily enough explain, and then I will admit that it's haunted. Uh, Javi's not like that at all, so he thinks my antique furniture from my family is haunted um oh right yeah i'm not, I'm not that far he thinks know. all dolls are haunted it doesn't matter if they're brand new he dolls thinks are haunted. a little scary like i'll i'll I go guess along so. with that he doesn't know i have a box of antique dolls underneath the bed <laughs> um, <laughs> he knows i have some he doesn't know where they are they're underneath the bed hobby if you're listening to this oh he doesn't listen. my god 
I will say the only creepy thing I've ever had, and I just have to assume it was a mechanical error, but I was, when I was homeschooled, I was probably like 12. I was sitting on my bed. This is when I lived in North Texas. And I had a shelf of all my dolls up on the wall. And one of them played the song Edelweiss from um, Sound, Sound of, of Music. Music. Yes. Yeah. And it was this little Austrian like wind up doll. And so it was up there on the shelf. And I hadn't like turned the crank in so long because I got it when I was really little. And so I was on the bed like, you know, doing my homework. And then all of a sudden, Edelweiss. <laughs> and I was like, and its head turns back and forth when oh, it sings, which is no. very creepy. And I looked up and I was like, what the hell? And it was like, it went on for like 10 seconds and I was, and then it stopped. And I was like, well, that was weird. Ooh, but it never happened again. So hmm. I was like, I mean, haunted. I feel like it would happen more than once if it was haunted. Yeah, probably. It was probably a fluke. Yeah, Charlie just a fluke. I mean, why? Yeah, it seems like it would. Yeah. Javi and his friend also want to, um, they want to like have like a ghost hunting channel where they send drones in because they're like, why don't you just send in a drone instead? And I'm like, I would a ghost even want to like show itself for a piece of machinery? Yeah, the I ghost feel might like not even get that depending on like when it died. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so Javi's like, it's brilliant. Why haven't any of these idiots thought of it? And I'm thinking, <laughs> I think there are some like holes in your plan here. Here's an idea. Send in a drone to project a hologram of a person and see if the ghost understands that because to me ghosts are like supernatural holograms right yeah yeah so maybe it'd be like real recognized real oh yo what up yo yeah you look like me yeah we're like the same dude and then (laughs) and then the ghost will be like what's up and then you can get the get the footage this is a much better idea we should recommend this i'm also like people are all staying in this hotel though so javi please don't be disruptive (laughs) (laughs) he probably won't be but he is so like almost Oversen- he has had some like some weird like supernatural experiences, but like now it's almost made him oversensitive to it, which I get. I probably would be too if I'd seen what he's seen. But I I feel like it's just not going to be peaceful for him. <laughs> just like constantly like maybe there's a ghost. Yeah, he was like like what if I'm in the shower and it sees me showering? See, that is like, literally yeah. my fear. See, but he's kind of like actually I bet it would like it. And he's like, ha, <laughs> you're welcome, ghost, random ghost lady. And I'm like, ugh. I'm like, tell them absolutely not you're taken. And he's like, you're jealous of the ghost. And I was like, yes. He's like, ha, this is good. They're gonna see me naked. And I'm like, disgusting. <laughs> That's really funny. Like, <laughs> as if the ghost couldn't go see anybody I mean, naked, naked ever. No, but like, they're gonna get to see Javi naked. Right, and Javi's and like, special. that is, you know, <laughs> absolutely special. <laughs> glorious yeah so that's pretty much my week has just been prepping for Javi to leave he has my car so I have his I car but when I got here there was like only yeah. a red car so. yeah just Caleb's car I have Javi's car but it needs like some work to be done and uh he, I think he's gonna come switch cars with me at some point I don't know but uh we also need a truck really badly so part of me is like is this when we just bite the bullet and we get like an old used truck I don't know that would so, be so fun. It would be. But we bought the floor plans for our house. And also I'm having someone come tell me how much it's going to cost to move our magnolia trees. I am being – we're starting the process of building our house, obviously, which is very exciting. Um, and it's going to be a very long process because we're doing it out of pocket. Uh, but the problem is there's three magnolia trees directly in the way where we want to put the new house. But they're beautiful and they're magnolia trees and they bloom beautifully. And I'm like, I'm not going to raise new magnolia trees from the ground up forever. So it's like my one like big like bougie allowance is I'm like, I really want to like, there's three of them. I would be happy if we could even just move two of them. Yeah. So I might see if I can get a quote uh, this week to get two of them moved. And I think that's, yeah, yeah, probably best. You don't want to just get rid of them. Exactly. So that's exciting. So it's like the next big step towards the house being done. That's pretty much my week, actually. (laughs) Should we get into the episode? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Well, this week we are doing 
Careful by an author named Stephanie, whose last name I'm forgetting. Garber. Garber. Stephanie Garber. <laughs> Careful by Stephanie Garber. It was a book rec from friend of the pod, Jeff. Uh, he co-hosts the Into the Fold podcast. If you guys like Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo, you guys should go check it out. We actually did our, uh, was it our Six of Crows episode? Six of Crows, yeah. Yeah, we did our episode on Six of Crows with them. I want to say that was season two or three. I don't remember. Yeah. It might have even been the end of season one. It was a long oh. time ago. It was a, yeah, it was a while ago, but you guys can go find it if you guys want to hear our episode with uh with Jeff there. And so Jeff, thank you for the book rec. I got really excited when I saw it because I've read Caraval before years ago. Not enough to remember anything about it except that I really liked it. And then when I read it again, I was afraid it was gonna be like, you know, what I've done like ten times now, where I'm like, This book is amazing, Kendall. It gets my full stamp of approval. <laughs> and then I reread it and I'm like, Oh no. That has not happened that many times. Only I feel like, like twice. It ha- I think I was just so mortified by how extreme it was. <laughs> oh, no. So this one definitely held up for me. I definitely really, really liked it. Um, oh, we're going to do our first impressions because we haven't done that. Oh, so Spoons, impressions. what was your first impression of Caraval? Okay, well, my first impression was I rem- I've seen it for a while. Everyone's always talking about how they like it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Haley um, Podner's. Loves it. And also my friend Sabrina loved it. So honorable so, mention for Podner. She was supposed to be with us today for for Princess Day, but she's working. Oh, yeah. She's bringing babies into the world, and it's more important than us. And <laughs> I understand yeah, whatever. It. I do <laughs> resent <laughs> it, but I understand it. We're just going to have to do it again. And then we can do, like, oh my God. Princess Outfits 2.0. Prince- oh, my God. Wait. So we're going to have, like, two Princess Days a year? That would be so fun. That would fun. be amazing. I think at least. This is actually really comfy what I'm wearing now. Like this it's new just one like, is. I just feel good about myself when I, I wear too. like princess outfits. You I know? do too. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. I'm like, well, I just want to feel good about myself twice a year. It's just really fun to it be is. like. In, I think we need to, to expand it. be delusional enough to be like yes. princess day. I think we need to expand it though. And so, and so we add like more women to it every time we do princess day. So it's just a bunch of princesses, right? Oh my God. And then Someday it'll be big enough that we can like rent out like a tea parlor or something oh, for Princess Day. Like you're literally, I'm gonna start crying. Isn't this amazing? This is the best idea we've ever had. I know. Well, you had it, but I'm here. You're part of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it without you. I would have just been sitting here, sat in my princess dress, which is what I did a few years ago, and I was like, this is depressing. It is really. I was saying before we started recording that it's like so funny that we just got all dressed up have all other. these themed things yeah just so that we can watch mm-hmm. princess movies together. spoons made a mermaid cake which i thought came from the store and she came in and i'm so excited because mermaid so yeah i I'm did thrilled. that for you and an there's pretty macaroons macarons macaron? we yeah. always have this conversation i don't know how it's pronounced i think it's macaron and you know like a true princess my legs are unshaven <gasps> yeah so hell yeah they wouldn't be shaving their legs no they wouldn't they got bigger they're trying to save kingdoms they're trying bigger to save things kingdoms to do. oh my they god have a job to do and it's called being a princess yeah good lord come on <laughs> I would be we're not here for princess. the princess i'm I gonna be for real would. I honestly am more of a tavern maid than a princess in personality. <laughs> God. Most of us are. I'd be like little poor girl who sells roses on the side of the road. I think that's you my job. You would be job. adorable. That'd be such a cute aesthetic for you. Oh, thanks. Like in like a storybook setting. In real life, it'd be Yeah, sad. like in a storybook setting, I would make enough money doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it would just be cute. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I know anyone who really has the like demeanor for a real life princess. I think my mom could probably do it. <laughs> She I feel like do she it. Could. She and she has like that beautiful like curly golden hair. Yeah, she it's does. Kind of and she's like tale. pretty peaceful and calm and believes like kindness is the most important thing, which kindness is ex- 
extremely important, but she's just better at it than I am. She's just frankly nicer than I am. She is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, princesses should be very kind. I agree. I think Marissa, my mermaid friend, might also make a really good real life princess. Mm. I'm just trying to Carissa would also make like a really good princess. She'd be like a very like politically charged, I feel like, princess. Not because she is. I just feel like she'd really have a handle <laughs> on it. She would be like, okay, I'm all about getting things done. Yes, exactly. She'd be like the most productive princess. Yeah, that's I feel good. Like. That's good. Yeah, she would like really bring her kingdom into like a new era, I feel like. <laughs> In like the weird, like delusional medieval AU, like um, I love it thing that mm-hmm. I've got going with some people. <laughs> Haley is Prodnurse is the princess of the kingdom. Oh excellent. And I always felt like she'd be a good princess what are because you? I'm tavern maid. Oh you're tavern um, maid. Yeah. We well, can that's be tavern good. maids together. Oh my god, yes. You wanna please. come join the tavern? Yes. Um as long as we can sleep in the same bed. <laughs> oh we'll practice tonight. Oh my god. <laughs> well we probably would. It's not like taverns have a ton of like rooms for their staff. Right. We probably like live above the tavern. It'd be nice. It would be fun. It'd be like the ultimate roommate experience. It'd be so cute. I know. And we can serve the princess. Yes, she's our friend. So she comes in. Oh. Her her whole thing is that she's kind of like the adventurous, like fun princess. Oh my god, so we go on adventures together? Yeah. Oh my god, I really love this. Right? Can I be a part of your AU? Of course you can. The <laughs> AU, I did not make up the AU, by the way. I'm this cry. is just like a general thing. So this everybody think of your medieval Sona, and yeah. that's like so fun to be delusional about for real. It really is. I used to think I would be a like like a princess in disguise. Mm-hmm. And I have since come to realize I would not. <laughs> I then I thought maybe I'd be like a rogue spy type person, yeah, right? And then you I was could like be good at that. I don't know. I don't know. Part of me just kind of wants to, like, drink and go on adventures when I feel like it. Yeah. Kind of, like, bard energy. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of, like, just be obnoxious. If you guys have seen Vox Machina, that bard is pretty funny. It's a it's a really good anime. Or, sorry, not anime. It's a really good cartoon with anime vibes that is literally word for word. It's from a and d campaign. I think I've oh, said this before. Oh, that's fun. It is. Have you seen Vox Machina? No. You would like it. Oh, it I know so I would. Good. You would love it, actually, because I'm thinking, because you like some cartoons. Um you would definitely like Vox Machina, but I it's really D&D. good. I love cartoons. I think if I was being my best self, I could be like a cool like rogue spy type character. See, and the medieval AU is not necessarily like what you would be. It's kind of like what, what do you, you want to be? be? Like what's your vibe? Because I, I don't like think I'd actually spy. be good at being a tavern maid, but like I like the aesthetic of it, you know? I think I'd be really good at it for a little while and then I'd get fed up with people and then I would just be like the bitchiest tavern maid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, every medieval kingdom has to have one. Yeah. I would be really good at that. And you, you look, you look the part. I think you'd be great. Thank you. You wouldn't take shit from anyone. No. You'd be like that one. You know? I think that's. I think that's basically what my my AU personality, my medieval <laughs> AU personality is. Is just I'm just kind of medieval bitchy and won't take shit from anybody. And I'll be helpful if the opportunity presents itself. But See, I like that. Yeah. That's fun. You're like, yeah, maybe I heard something. Maybe I heard something. And they're know. like, oh, what is it? And you're, you're like, like, how much is it worth mm. to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, yeah. isn't that fun? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, anyway. Sorry, guys, we have to go play Stephanie D&D Garber. or something instead. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> so, yeah, so Stephanie Garber, who okay. wrote Caraval. Yeah, Stephanie Garber wrote Caraval. I do not have her birthday. Sorry, once okay. again, for failing everyone. Pod astrologists can look it up for us. She is literally the backbone of this podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we don't know. You know what? Pod astrologists will know. I actually did like some effort in looking, but I'm sure that she could find it better than I could. Um, a literal queen. You no, know, she's really good at it. Yeah. So, like, she, would she be the queen in the. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's like, I'm Catherine, actually the only one who's listening to this. I esteem you so highly that you should be queen in the medieval AU for sure. And that is not a joke. <laughs> I realized I said it kind of sarcastically. No. That's not what I meant. No, I'm in favor. I just got distracted. <laughs> I meant it um, like sincerely. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I also agree. I don't know what we would do without you. We would just simply not. We would just simply never know these authors. We would never Zodiac. know. Oh, you know, um, pod astrologist had a great suggestion. Um, Kira Cass releases her new book this fall or like oh, this right. winter it's the one with the guy yes so i, I he was like person. we should do it and i was yeah. like yeah you want to come back and do it so maybe we should all do it for next season <gasps> yes a little sneak peek okay. okay anyway that's it stephanie garber she actually taught creative writing at the university level she was oh. like uh, oh so she's a smarty pants yeah and she was writing a lot of books and she actually had one that was like kind of in like the optioning off stage sort of for like of getting published mm-hmm. but it wasn't working out she was like oh, this is not gonna happen like Aww. she just kept getting like rejections for stuff which is very frustrating i'm sure after it's already you have an agent and everything oh i'd be like so imagine that because yeah. to me part of me is like getting an agent is like you feel like end. that's the that's it. it yeah it's the end but it's not yeah actually you the um, rejected after that yeah actually a uh, fun bonus uh note i guess fun fact i interviewed author sarah bennett wheeler this last week and uh, that episode is actually coming out this wednesday and in honor of halloween and she was actually in the hardest part for of her for her of the writing publishing process was after publishing Wow. because it's just so hard like you think you get the agent and you think that's like the end of the line you've made it no, because you have to like, you know, book sales, marketing, all that stuff. And like, you know, there's so many levels of like being a published author. Crazy. Yeah. And she's saying it, that that was actually much harder. It is really wild to me that like authors, it's not just your job to like write the book. You have to be like adept at like marketing and oh, like I know. everything like that. That is crazy. It's crazy. Um. So yeah. Yeah. It's a you lot. Guys. Yeah appreciate your authors yeah you don't know what they've been through you guys <laughs> they have probably been through the ring it is not for the faint of heart many I rejections an artist is full-time artist oh is yeah because authors of are artists yeah for sure yeah um so anyway yeah she had just a bunch of rejections uh i listened to an interview from her and she had written like six books already mm-hmm. this was like one that was getting nice yeah it wasn't getting published but then she was like okay I have this idea for Caraval. Uh So um, she started writing it. Oh, and the one that wasn't getting published is a space opera, apparently. (gasps) Did it ever get published? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my God, Stephanie. Tell your agent there is an audience for that. Oh, my God, including me. Yeah. (laughs) So in the interview, she was talking about how she had just seen Baz Luhrmann's um, The Great Gatsby, Uh which I love this for her. Like, I'm a huge Baz Luhrmann fan, too. Right. Um, and you know how that movie's just like huge and big and like mm-hmm. loud and like yes. there's so much going on. And she was like, I just want to like live in this world, like that kind of thing. She was uh-huh. like, I want to write a book where I want to live in it. Wow. And so she was like, okay, let me just do what I, I can. I would never have thought that was the origin. I know, me neither. And oh my so God. apparently her family was kind of like, okay, like we support you, but how long are you going to do this? Because she, you uh, know. my family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she was like, okay. Basically, she felt like it was like kind of her last shot. She was like, yeah. if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to kind of stop trying. Yeah. And so she wrote Caraval. Caraval. Sorry, I keep saying Caraval. Oh, I don't know. How I don't know. He said. made up the word, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, um, and so she was like putting in all these like th- ideas of things she wanted to be in, in like a notebook and stuff. And uh-huh. she, but that was like kind of the idea. Like she wanted to live in this world, and like she wanted to write something that was like a big, like interesting, interesting world. like immersive experience. Yeah. yeah. And so she was writing Caraval. 
yeah, then it got picked up. So that was really good for her. Good for her. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and good for us. And, yeah, and good, good for, for Jeff. <laughs> good for Jeff, too. And so she was talking in the interview about how her process is kind of like, she doesn't plan a lot. <laughs> She's a pantser, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, instinctually, aren't we all? Yeah. And so she was saying that this is a bit of a spoiler for the book, but um, which we'll get to in like five seconds. So it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> she didn't even know what was really going to be real and what was going to be fake while she was starting to write it. Oh she didn't God. know if Julian was going to be telling the truth or not until like halfway through the book. I feel like that was perfect for <laughs> yeah. the book. Though. She was like, I wanted it to be a surprise for me too. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, she was like, okay, after a while I did have to f- decide. Yeah. But she basically had like two, op- like she was like, okay, this is going to be what it is if he's telling the truth. This is going to be what it is if he's not telling the truth. And wow. so then she just kind of decided like on a whim, which is oh kind of goodness. crazy. That is crazy. Um, And so Caraval, you know, obviously really popular, got some good reviews. Um, It was on the New York Times bestseller list for 15 weeks and it's also the film rights have been optioned to 20th century fox so that's kind of a big deal oh my god what so are we'll we gonna see. get a caraval movie i know that'd be crazy right i want to see it on the screen <gasps> yes oh my god and i think baz lerma needs to direct. <gasps> oh I mean, my let's god be honest, he's the only one who's really equipped you're so right let's i know get baz on the phone baz. Okay, hollywood attention <laughs> you get baz for this movie now get him now asap <laughs> We are royalty and we have demanded it. <laughs> this is our first decree. Our first decree. <laughs> there will be a Caraval movie. <laughs> Me like, hi, Buzz. Oh, hi, dear. Get your ass <laughs> down here now. <laughs> oh, my God. Loved Elvis, by the way. <laughs> Loved it, by the way. Oh, did he do that? Yeah. Of course he did. Uh, Moulin Rouge is my favorite movie, by the way. Okay. I still anyway. haven't seen it. So, so good. It's, it's been on my list forever. I just we, haven't watched it. Yeah, that was uh had to get that out there for I know. everybody. I know. Um <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Then she published Legendary, which is the sec the sequel. What? And yes, I didn't know there was a sequel. There are three of them. Oh Legendary is a sequel, which was also on the New York Times bestseller list for eight weeks. Oh my god, I'm And it was list. like the number one New York Times bestseller. Then the third book is called Finale. She published a book last year on September 28th, 2021, called Once Upon a Broken Heart. And I've seen the cover for that before. Ooh. Okay. She just announced recently one called, or I guess maybe it's out. It's called The Ballad of Never After. I think it's the sequel <gasps> okay, to so Once Upon really a Broken Heart. Okay, so she's really good at titles then. Anyway, but her Instagram is really fun. She has a lot of, like, pictures of, like, fan art and, like, her being cute. And oh, that's so fun. I is, love when they share fan art. I know. Art. Like, look how cute and colorful. Oh, um, I love it. So I love that for her. That is what's going on with Stephanie. Well, that's awesome. The Apparently, the uh, just totally off topic, the When We Were Young Music Festival has been canceled. <gasps> Javi just texted me with the caption, bro, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, high wind forecast. That's why. So sorry, you guys. But uh, oh, no. if that was on your list to do high wind forecasts for the area, um, the apparently the When We Were Young concert is going to be canceled. So, or festival. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's a bummer. That sucks. Uh, I'm not going anyways. I know you guys were all going well, to see me. Well, I guess it's me, just so. canceling for the, today, the opening day. But oh. other days will wow. still be open. Oh, today is the opening day. Oh, I didn't realize. Today and tomorrow were the day Javi, Javi and I were supposed to go. Wow. But then he had his orders. Army life. Uh, shut up, Flora. I mean, supreme leader. Um, <laughs> she's going to get you. I know. She, she's like, how dare you? Such insolence. But Javi's away, so he can't stop me from being <laughs> insolent to the cat. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm going to try and go through the plot of Caraval now. And the problem is, this book is so twisty-turny. And it's really confusing. Which makes it wonderful <laughs> to read. It was a delightful read because the plot, like, never slows down. So for me, it had, like, the perfect pace because I love a book that doesn't slow down. Uh, so I'm going to do my best. Spoons jump in whenever. And if I miss something, you guys, I'm sorry. But this is a, a pretty, like, packed book. So it's inevitable. Hey club members, Ash here. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my friend Leah. We used to teach youth theater together and she has the most beautiful voice that you've ever heard and she is such an inspiration to the kids, to me, she still is, and I've never seen anyone love their family so hard. Recently, Leah's husband was diagnosed with liver cancer and he's already undergone surgery and is now going through chemo, which as you guys can imagine is extremely stressful and also expensive. The good news is that GoFundMe exists and also that we have a book club full of this amazing group of readers, easily the best group of people that I've ever met in my entire life. We've told you guys before how grateful we are to you guys. You guys are what make this whole thing we've been doing for over a year now so special. And I just wanted to ask if you guys have any extra money you could spare right now, if you could skip coffee or tea. I know a lot of us are tea drinkers. Just once this week to send some money their way, that would be amazing. I know that cancer is something that has touched all of our lives in one way or another and is really intimately messing with Leah and Jacob's life and family right now. Um, So if you guys could keep them in your thoughts, your prayers, if you can't send money, I completely understand. But if you guys can, whatever you can give, I would be so grateful. I know they would be so grateful. Leah and her family have set a goal of raising $20,000 and they're already almost halfway there. Uh, So if you guys find any room in your heart or in your wallet this week to give to them, that would just be amazing. I would love to get them to that $20,000, which as you can imagine is probably more like a drop in the bucket with this kind of thing, but still a drop that would mean the world to them and to me. So thank you guys for not skipping through this. Thank you for listening to my long diatribe. Uh, The link is in the show notes below if you want to give for medical and expenses for Jacob Schumacher at GoFundMe.com. And uh, now let's get back to the show. Uh, So we start out and we have the characters Scarlet Drogna and her sister Donatella, which I actually had an Italian family member named Donatella. I don't know if we all noticed, but their whole culture seems very Italian. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, And then their father, who I forget what his name is, but he's an absolute dick. I don't know. I call him, he's like the governor. Or the whatever. governor, yeah, of yeah, their little sucks. island town. He sucks. He, he, I mean, officially on the hate squad, right? Oh, officially, officially, he's like a, almost like maybe top. captain of the hate squad. Yeah, he might be captain. He's yeah. way worse than like almost anybody else. Yeah, he's Except significantly maybe, worse. Um, Amarantha from Akatar. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she sucks. She's crazy. They were both I think, pretty bad. Yeah, they're kind of made for each other, so they can just enjoy that. <laughs> she would eat him alive. Though. She would, and he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, so he's awful. He is abusive. Basically, when one of the girls acts out, he punishes the sister, like the other one, for what the one who actually did something did. So that's not great. So they've kind of been living in this hell and since their mother disappeared. Scarlet is the older sister, and she has she's engaged like long distance to some guy she's never met, but she likes the letters that she's been getting, and she's like, this will be great because he's going to take me and the Nutella away. She calls her Tella, right? Yeah, yeah. Tella. She's going to take her, he's going to take her and Tella away to this other place to live, away from their father, who is awful, because they tried to escape once, and the, they got, the dad got so mad that he drowned one of the poor guys who was trying to help them escape, so it's awful, so they know that they can't get out otherwise, and so, uh, Basically, Scarlet comes down into like the what is it? Is it where like the the wine or the rum is or something? Yeah, like, like the this, cellar. Like, it's like the cellar or something. And uh, Tella's down there 
uh, making out with this sailor named Julian. He is so hot. He's insanely hot. Okay. <laughs> like every single time she like went to like describing him physically, I was like, okay. So like he's super, super hot mm-hmm. and he has no physical flaws whatsoever. Yeah. No. Is that he's what we're. He's extremely hot. Yeah. He is. So it's his <laughs> so personality. Jot that, down. jot that down. Yeah. Um. So she's like, Donatella, you're going to get in so much trouble. You know, you like you can't have a guy down here. Uh, then the then the dad does come down and then punishes the sister for I forget. They both say, "Oh, it was me. It was yeah. me. I was with the guy." And then Julian is like, uh, "I was making out with Scarlet." Yeah, and then, and then, then he, he punishes, punishes Tella. Tella. Yeah, yeah. So it's rough. Um, and so basically, Tella is like, "Well, I'm done with this shit. We're getting away." And then also, I should have said the book opens up with a series of letters that are sent from Scarlet to legend so legend is the person who runs caraval which is like this big it's kind of like a traveling carnival type thing but so much more than that it's like in this big like mansion type thing and there's like endless there's like whole like you know towns and stuff inside basically and it's crazy and there's this big game that's hosted every year and you can win something crazy at the end of each game if you you make it through caraval um so she's been emailing emailing oh my god (laughs) that was really upsetting i apologize she's been emailing (laughs) i'm so upset with myself oh that was so funny oh my god (laughs) that was really upsetting oh i hate that that happened i love that you said it though because it's like email isn't even like the most modern thing (laughs) for me no i'm always a little bit behind so for me it is um but anyways she's been facetiming legend (laughs) oh god she's been whatsapping legend Yeah, she's been watching all his TikToks and stuff. Oh, my God. She's been sending TikTok messages to, to Legend. She's been sending letters to Legend asking Legend to bring Caraval to their island. She's like, I know you never see the same place twice and you've already come here, but, like, my mother left us. We're having a really hard time. My sister would really love to, you know, see Caraval again. And she doesn't get any response until she is, like, you know, it's, like, the year that the story actually begins when she's, you know, basically a grown-up almost and she's engaged to this guy and she's, like... I have a fiance now. You might as well not come anymore. Um, and then they get letters in response that are basically say, uh, here are two tickets for you, uh, three tickets here mm-hmm. for you, your sister and your fiance. Please come join us at Caraval. Uh, we're not, you know, traveling this year, but you can come see us at this private island that Legend owns where we're going to host Caraval. And so it's really exciting, except that, oh, wait, they can't leave. And it's like over, like when her wedding is supposed to take place is when Caraval. Yeah. Like it's like a, what, five day event or something? Yeah, five days. Yeah, it's going to be happening. So... After, but after Tella gets in trouble with their dad for Julian being down in the cellar, uh, Scarlet's like, oh, my God, we definitely can't go now. I guess we're just not going to go to Caraval. But Tella kind of works with Julian and, like, tricks it. So basically they knock Scarlet out and they take her to the private island for Caraval. But when she gets there, because the, Julian has to row them back and forth from the boat. And so when he's rowing Scarlet over to the island, Tella's nowhere to be seen. And she's like, where is my sister? And he's like, she's fine. She's probably already in the game. And so they get in the game. Um, it's a whole kind of like magical ordeal trying to get into the game. And Julian is very charming, but he's kind of like, I don't care about you. Everything's a lie in Caraval. So the whole idea is you have to just like, everything in Caraval is a game. You can't believe anything in Caraval, but then you don't know what's real and what's not. So Stephanie definitely nailed that in the book. It's very stressful. It is extremely stressful. Uh, So they get in and they basically they get their, you know, 
keys or whatever and they they're like here are their special rooms that legend has assigned you and but if you're not basically it's kind of like a reverse timeline just like the night circus where you know everything happens at night and so when sunrise comes you're locked out of wherever you were for uh-huh. like the rest of the day of the game so they almost don't make it in time julian technically doesn't make it to like the hotel thing yeah. in time which is crazy. But then she takes a page from his book because he's been telling everyone they meet from Carafall, oh, well, Scarlet here is Legend's special guest. <laughs> and so they've been getting, like, a little bit of special treatment. And so Scarlet's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Julian has already said that he's actually been in Caraval before. He's actually played the game before. So she's like, I need his help to find my sister. So... She tells them, I'm Scarlet Dragna. I am, you know, the special guest of legend. And they're like, oh, our bad. Okay, we can let your your guy in, who they all think is her fiancé. Yeah. So her and they're Julian doing the trope. They're I doing was the so trope. excited when they started doing I the trope. I loved it. And I also loved the trope of, like, they basically get upstairs, they find the bedroom. Oh, there's only and one it's bed. actually just one bed. And it's actually like it's two bedrooms that well, they look like two bedrooms, but it's actually just one bedroom yep. and there's one bed. Wink, and wink. exactly. But Scarlett is having none of that trope no. whatsoever. She's like, I am not sleeping in the same bed as you. <laughs> get so the F out. Funny to me how he was like, Oh great, this looks so comfortable. And she was like, Uh, you're not sleeping in that bed. And he's like, Yes, I am. I'm not sleeping on the floor just because you're a girl. There's plenty of room. Yeah. <laughs> and so I mean funny. Was it correct? Yes. And was her decision like also <laughs> correct yes would i have slept in the bed with julian yes, yes. <laughs> without a second thought yeah absolutely i just thought they're both of their reaction their reactions were so funny they were really really good she was so because the whole time she's like i'm pretending to be engaged to you so we can get through caraval and find my sister and get back but i'm still engaged to this guy and if i can't get back in time for the marriage so she's trying to like okay we'll stay for the first two days of caraval then we'll go back so i can get there for my wedding uh because otherwise their dad is gonna lose his mind So, and they'll, like, never be free, basically, and or they'll have nowhere to go back to. So, in the hotel, she ends up, she gets, like, a clue. Everybody gets, like, the same first clue, and it says something about, uh, the thing it says Donatella Dragna or something, and it has a room key, and it's in the same hotel, so she goes to that room, but when she's there, she hears Tella on the inside, and she's like, do not come in here, Scarlet. And there's a man's voice. And so you're like, oh, my God, is something bad happening or is something, like, sexy happening? I don't know. (laughs) And Scarlett, of course, assumes, because it's Tella, who's a little promiscuous, is like, "Um, okay, my bad. This is really uncomfortable. I'm just going to go back to my room. I'll see (laughs) Tella in the morning, I guess. Except that she doesn't, because in the morning, Tella is gone. Yep. Tella has been kidnapped. And there is a new clue that basically says she was last seen with Legend. So she's (sighs) like, oh, my God, Legend was the guy in that room? What? Everybody comes and, like, is scouring the room for clues because people are, like, really ruthless in this game and will, like, steal stuff from you. Yeah. So everyone's rifling through all of their stuff. And Scarlet manages to pick up, like, a couple of things. But this one guy, like, steals her earrings and all of that. Yeah. So she... Yeah. Yeah. So she only ends up with, like, one little picture card and, like, a button. Yeah. And then... When she's like, oh, this is a clue, she realizes that that doesn't belong to Tella Mm -hmm. and that there's a picture of a castle on the picture card. And she's like, oh, okay, this must be where we need to go. Yes. So they go to this castle in Caraval. And so, like, they row over there or whatever. Um, They go in the castle. There's, like, this, uh, or I guess, like, in the courtyard or something outside the castle, there's, like, all these, like, weird tents and stuff. And they're supposed to find the next clue. And so... Uh, Julian goes off and does his own thing. She goes into this, like, tent with this fortune teller. And it's weird because, like, you can, like, pay for anything 
in care of all, but you have to be willing to like answer weird questions. It'll be like, oh, how much is, you know, this item? And they'll be like, oh, your worst fear. Yeah. And you have to tell them. And if you don't, then it's you, then you don't get the thing. And so I forget she has to say something or other for in order to have her future told. But there's uh, basically the guy gives her this clue, follow the man with the black heart. And up until now, so Julian has been kind of a rogue, definitely hiding a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's definitely like, if you think I care about your sister, you're wrong. And so very, like, not – he's just been, like, a, a tool, basically, but a very hot one. Yeah, he's really Who you hot. can tell he has a good heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Except that uh, Scarlet, being the main character, is like, oh, my God, what a jerk. And I'm like, great. Like, you're not attracted to him. Okay. I'm like, come on, Scarlet. Whatever, Scarlet. <laughs> also, Scarlet's- you can tell that he's, like, a good guy. You can tell. I feel like I feel like it's never it's I was never, never like, obvious. oh, I hate him. He's not even, like, the baddest, like, morally really great character. Not. He's pretty, like – He's pretty nice. He's okay, yeah. He's pretty chill. <laughs> Yeah, but Scarlet's like, oh, I hate him. And so she assumes he's the guy with the black heart. But then she realizes it's this other guy who we had also met briefly before named Dante who has all these tattoos. And one of the tattoos is of a black heart. And so she follows him and she basically finds these tunnels. And the tunnels are where people go mad. So like the biggest danger of Caraval, so legend and his employees say, because it's the Caraval is manned by all these actors, legends, employees, um, is that, you know, the biggest danger is believing that anything is real because it'll make you go mad. And so that she goes into the tunnels and she sees this, like, woman being dragged away. And uh, what else happens? She gets back out of the tunnels. Yeah, she's just like, oh, creepy. She's like, yeah. this is creepy. <laughs> and then she meets back up with Julian at some point. He doesn't show. And then she then he does show. And he's all wounded or something. Yeah, he's like, and he's like, oh, by the way, he's like all bleeding and stuff. And yeah. then he has to like tend his wounds, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's good. And then he's like, oh, by the way, here are those earrings that you lost. Yes. And you're like, ah! Exactly. And he's like, I didn't actually go after the guy. Just, you know, I just ran into him. So I thought I'd rob him back. And I'm like, of course you did, Julian. Yeah, whatever, whatever you say. Julian. Whatever. You so like her. And so she's got her mom's <laughs> earrings back, which is cool. Oh, I remember. The Scarlet the, goes to the, the dress, dress store. Yeah, yeah. So she meets this person whose name I forget right now. But she's this like really cool, you know, girl who's like, oh, yeah, people. She just seems to know like everything that care of all. And she says that she's another one of the players. Um, but she basically uh, Scarlet thinks that she has one of the clues. And uh, she, you know, she drinks. So she follows the guy with the black heart. I almost forgot to say. And then uh, not only did she find the tunnel, but she also found she found the cider and the cider makes everything go gray, like black and white. So she sees in black and white, except for the color on the next clue, which is this girl's notebook and this like carousel thing. So she follows the girl around. Her vision goes back to normal. And she says, uh, I want to look in your notebook. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a historian. I actually have just, I always come to Caraval and I just document the games. Uh, But if you want to look in my journal, then, you know, I'm going to have to do, you have to do something for me. And she's like, okay, what do you want? And basically, as soon as they got onto the island and, like, they went through this clock shop or whatever to find, like, the entrance to Caraval, uh, there was these there were these outfits waiting there for them because they were all like wet and cold from the ocean because like, their little rowboat almost sank by the way which we didn't really cover but it's not a big deal but anyway so the outfit that she put on when she first put it on it was really bland but it changes all the time like based dress. on her emotions it's a magic dress which is very very cool but basically the girl says as a historian like I draw pictures and stuff everything that's happening it's really annoying to keep having to change your dress it seems like I just changed my mind about what you were wearing halfway through a scene yeah. so I want you to get a couple dresses that won't change so she goes in there and and the question is, um, I forget, what's your greatest fear or something? And then what do you want most in the world? Yeah. And so she says to find Tella for what does she want most in the world? And um, apparently the seller's like, no, that's not right. My scale says that's not right. And she's like, I can't think of anything else that is. And she's like, well, the alternative is that you can pay for this dress with two days of your life. Uh. 
right? And so Scarlett's like, okay, I guess. And I'm thinking, don't do it. Yeah, I would never do that. No, I'd never, ever. But she also, so it turns out the two days from her life <laughs> are... such a good twist. Yeah, they're not any two days of her life. They are the next immediate two days. And so she almost, so she does die, really. But she, like, has, like, she's fading, like, out of uh-huh. life right before she gets back to the hotel. Julian finds her as she's dying. He's like, oh, my God, what happened? And she's like, I made a mistake. And he's like, oh, my God, she gave two days of her life. And so he does this, like, crazy thing where he, like, pricks his own finger and she, like, drinks, like, a drop of his blood and vice versa or whatever. And he basically gives up a day of his life for her. Yeah. So, so they're both, like, like for dead one for day. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then they wake up kind of around the same time and she's like, oh, my God, I love Julian. Uh, and then Julian's like, oh, my God, I love her. But she's like, I can't let him know. I have to, you know, prioritize Tella and all that stuff. And they've had their makeout before now, right? I don't think they've made no. out yet. They have a I really good makeout scene. I think like, oh, I like him. I think so, too. But they do have a really good makeout at some point. And so... Flora, I love you, but be quiet. If you guys can hear her, I'm sorry. But it's because she's locked out of the room and she can't handle having boundaries. So then after they wake up, she had like a weird dream while she was asleep where she's like, oh my God, it's Julian Legend. (gasps) Oh, that's right. And so she's convinced that he's Legend. So when she wakes up, she's like, oh my God, don't touch me. Like I'm freaking out. He's like, wow. (laughs) Oh, he tells her the truth, which, well, the truth quote, (laughs) which is that his Legend had previously like, this girl had died at Carval right. named Ru- Rosa. Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, Julian's like, Rosa was my sister and yeah. I'm here to like figure out what happened and like get revenge. And yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because basically he's like, legend likes to toy with people. Yeah. He was, he basically, they found out that uh, Tella and Stagarlet's grandmother, um, Annalise, was uh she competed in the games and legend fell in love with her but she left legend for this other guy and so ever since then there's been this like legend legend that haha (laughs) that legend uh has it out for all of the females in their family and he's like gonna take love away from all of them and uh that and that's what he does for fun is he like you know makes girls fall in love with him and he breaks their heart and so now scarlet's like oh my god well that's probably what he's doing to tella great the game is clo- is coming to a close, and she remembers that the carousel was one of the clues that she saw. So she goes to the carousel, gets into, what, is the tunnels from there? Or? They, yeah, they go through into the tunnels, but he had already given her, like, that watch that or something anyway basically yes, a compass was like, or yeah something, here's yeah. like your way out basically if we mm-hmm. get separated and stuff there's yeah. like a ship ready for you and all exactly. that exactly and she's yeah. like uh are we gonna get separated and he's like okay bye and so <laughs> they go through the tunnels uh-huh. but dante is dead and right. her she knows her dad is her dad there. is there now yeah her dad and her fiance and her fiance yeah so that's great so they're like uh hey what up guys you're supposed to be marrying my daughter and the guy's like hello i'm your fiance and she's like oh f no oh this is that this first they meet in the hat shop and then they manage to get away oh right yeah, yeah. because she doesn't listen to anyone's good advice scarlet's <laughs> like no i'm going in the hat shop because there's so much she keeps finding buttons everywhere so she thinks like the haberdashery or whatever that has like the buttons and the hats in it will be where she'll find her next clue that's where she finds her father and her fiance so yeah that's right i forgot about that and so they basically kidnap both of them and then Mm -hmm. don't they have their kiss between the hat shop and when they get kidnapped yeah they had already made out i think so they were like already like we're in love yeah but then julian gets like cut up by her dad on his face 
Yeah, she, he's like, and if you don't want him to die, then you're going to marry this guy and not cause any more problems. Yeah, and you're yeah. going to go have sex with him right now. Ew. And she was like, uh, I like, literally hate this that. for me. Yeah. And also <laughs> F you. But she did it any, wait, well, she didn't do it. She but, didn't do it, yeah. Like, but she acted like she was going to. And then instead she threatened him with like a hot poker from the fire <laughs> yeah. or something and then tied him to the bed and, and then, then she escaped. Yeah, and Julian was like, hey, I'm back. And she was like, oh my God. Yeah. And so then they were like, okay, we're on this mission again together. Yep, exactly. And then... They run into Legend Mm -hmm. down in the tunnel. Right, down in the tunnel. But he had kind of, uh, Julian had kind of been like, hey, like, you know. He was kind of like, almost like, hey, this is goodbye, almost. And it was like, yo, Julian, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And then Legend stabs Julian. And after, sorry, I should say, um, he's like, like, by the way, everything between you and Julian was fake. Julian is one of my actors. He was just pretending to like you. And Harold's like, that's not true. Julian, tell him. And Julian's like, no, that's it true. Is true. I am an actor. I, <laughs> yep. And then, and then Legend kills Julian or whatever. Yeah. And Scarlet's like, oh my god, this is the end of the world. And so uh, he does take her uh, to see. Well, he he says, I you know recommend like going up you know wherever. He yeah. basically directs her to find Tella, which because, is how you win the game. Was right. supposed to be by finding Tella. And so if she finds Tella, she gets one wish. So she's yes. like, oh, I can bring Julian back. Exactly. So that's the idea. So she does go see Tella, but Tella is already been like seduced by legend yeah. but she doesn't know it's legend she thinks it's some other guy that she's you know fallen yeah. in love with and so she's like no it's legend this is all a trick um you have to believe me tell her we have to get out of here and Tella is not having it. She's like, let's just wait. And then um, basically legend like has she he also he gave her a note that basically said something like I something about like Tella's funeral or something. And yeah. so if they don't get out, then, you know, then he's going to kill Tella and all of them. Uh, but Tella refuses. Tella thinks that she's gone mad from the game, that her sister has gone crazy from the game. Legend enters, who Tella thinks is her fiance and not Legend. And Scarlett's like, that's Legend. And Legend's like, you know, if you want to make it through this or whatever, or show that you're strong enough to protect your sister, then you're going to go like walk off the balcony uh. or whatever. And so she acts like she's going to go walk off the balcony and then Tella stops her. Um, and then the whole thing comes out that it's actually legend and Tella has to admit that it is. Uh, and then Tella is so done. Oh, the father and the fiance barge in and it's just chaos. And so the father's basically like, we're taking you back now. And it's just, it's just the worst of the worst. It's like everything has come to, everything sucks. sucks. And so Tella's like, you know what? I always said I wanted to like die somewhere amazing rather than live somewhere like at home with father. And so she jumps off the balcony and she dies. Oof, that was rough. It's horrible. And Scarlett was like, awesome, great. Yeah, yeah. So she so she just turns around and she like rails at her father and the fian the supposed fiance or whatever. She's like, I will never go back with you if you don't leave. I'm going like you're gonna die, like I'm gonna kill you. And she's just like clearly and she said, You can never control me now because the only way that the father could control them before was by using the sisters against each other. Mm-hmm. She's like, You have no way to control me. Um, you know, get out, all that stuff. And they and the dad for like half a second is like, Oh, I'm really sorry. She's like, Don't even try. She's like, dude, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, so him and the fiancé leave, um, and then she runs outside to go see if she can use her wish to bring Tella back to life, um, but she doesn't, you know, think that it works, and then she goes, what, she goes back? Um, yeah, well, she finds out that legend isn't really a legend. Yes, legend's not actor. really a legend. Legend is an actor, so yeah, she still hasn't met the real legend. Her wish anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that's upsetting, um, but then... Doesn't she go back upstairs? Yes. To, to talk to him? And yeah, to confront yeah. him. Yeah, because she yeah. finds that note. What note? Donatella's note. 
Oh, yes, because Donatella left her a note that basically, I don't remember what the note said exactly, but it was basically like all of this was, you know, contrived. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He was working with Legend the whole time. Yeah, basically. And then we get to see like a series of letters between uh, Tella and Legend where she's like, my father is awful. I have an idea. I've heard that, you know, you thought that you were a villain and you're trying to redeem yourself because Legend got like has gotten like more and more twisted over the years or whatever. And tells like, I know you can redeem yourself. And he's like, how? And she's like, I think it would make an excellent game. And so the implication is that everything that's happened up in, in the book until now has <laughs> mostly been Tella and Legend's Insane. plan. Insane. I didn't see that coming, honestly. I didn't either. And I had already read it. I just completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> So good. Uh, so it turns out Tell is actually alive after all. Yeah, she comes back, though, because Scarlet believed Scarlet, enough. Yeah, because Scarlet basically <laughs> believed enough. Basically, the only, it says something like, uh, the, the book says something like, the only, you know, magic powerful enough to grant a wish like that is, like, really intense belief. And she so believed and loved her sister that her love could bring back Tella, which was why the fake legend, the actor, had said, if you're not willing to jump off the balcony for Tella, then you're not going to, neither of you are going to make it out of this. Um, because if he, she didn't have that much love and belief in her sister, then she wouldn't have been able to bring her back. But mm-hmm. she did bring her back. So Tella's back, and that's great. And he's like, fake legend is like, please come to the after party or whatever. And Tella's like, this is great. Now father can't, he just has no hold over us. We can go live our lives. You know, because basically faking her death was like the only way to get them out of this. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they go to this after party, and Julian's there. And of course, Scarlet's like, well, like, how do... Because obviously, because his his death was fake as well. Um, yeah, and she's like, I don't, yeah. well, how much was true, you know, of their relationship? And Julian's like, hey. And he'd been calling her Crimson the whole time, so he couldn't yeah. remember her name, which I loved. And I did kind of hate that he didn't call her that anymore. I was seriously like, why the hell, Stephanie? Like, let him do it. Just let him call I her Crimson. I feel like he was feeling awkward. He was like, he was really she want awkward. Me to, or yeah. Like- <laughs> he was like, hi, hi, Scarlet. Uh, so you're probably mad. <laughs> Like, but I do want you to know that most of that was real for me as far as feels go. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't trust you. And he's like, well, I'm in love with you. And she's like, I might be in love with you, too. And then they make out. And they make out. And that's... um. And then basically at the end, uh, Tella is drunk and dancing around and she uh, gets a note in her pocket. This like weirdo starts dancing with her and leaves a note in her pocket and basically says something like, now it's your time to hold up your end of the bargain. Yeah. So uh, we don't know what Tella gave up to get Legend to do the game like this. But yeah, but then it's also like if you want to see your mom again. Yeah. And if you want to see your mom again. So there's... I wish I should have known there was a sequel. It's just, it's wrapped up so nicely, even though there's extra. Like, it could be a standalone and I would enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, because it feels like the main character's thing gets wrapped up. But yeah, now exactly. Tella's now it's Tella's thing. thing. Yeah. And yeah, so it's crazy. That's Caraval by it Stephanie was, Garber. It was pretty crazy. What was your favorite and least favorite part? My favorite part was the whole bit where they were like, okay, I guess we're in love. <laughs> after, you know, he like gave one day of his life for her and stuff. And then after that, and they were like, hey, I guess we're doing it. That was, was really good. I'm like, I'm like all into that. Because I was like really, you know, I was like, okay. I, I was honestly surprised though at first that he was like the main love interest. I thought he was going to be somebody who like died immediately. Yeah. I was really surprised. I forgot that he was the main love interest um, and I loved him. Yeah. So like once they started like, once they actually got on the island together and were like, 
okay, I guess we have to get in. I was like, oh my God, he's the main love interest. Okay. I know. Crazy. I know. I, I totally kind of forgot. I had this hunch that maybe like the count was going to be like in disguise at Caraval and he yep. was going to be some hot guy. Yep. I thought that's what was going to happen, but that's not at all what happened. So, yeah, not kept at all. Kept around me for a loop there. Yeah. Uh, what about least favorite part? Least favorite part. I don't even know. Um, I was stressed out by, like, Tella jumping off of the balcony. Oh, my God. That whole section was very stressful to me. Yes, I agree. Um. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I really, actually, I think my least favorite part was, um, the dad and the Count being like, hello, now we're going (laughs) to kill Julian and you have to have sex with the Count. That was really, really I was really stressed out and I hated it. Yeah. I think that's a tie for my least favorite part with when he hits Tella in the beginning. Oh, Those were both really bad. Yeah, that was crazy. But, I mean, it was, I didn't like that that happened, but I felt like it was like, whoa, that's like, this book is going to get intense, like right from the start. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of was like getting real dirty. Yeah, it was like, oh, the stakes are really high starting now. Out. okay yeah gotcha. yeah i agree um i think my favorite part was this is gonna sound so shallow i really liked the dress that changes with her <laughs> that is so correct. there are too many other like great parts to like pick one but i know i loved that i was like oh my god what is her dress changing to now <laughs> i love the idea of an enchanted dress exactly. it's so good yeah i totally agree what about uh favorite and least favorite characters my favorite character i guess is scarlet i thought she was fine <laughs> and then uh <laughs> oh what a glowing review i thought she was fine <laughs> she was cool well maybe julian i don't know i thought they were both pretty good mm-hmm. least favorite her dad oh yeah yeah least favorite her dad uh most favorite julian for sure scarlet was cool but like julian was so interesting and it wasn't actually i don't think his sister who had been killed but it was no. some it was a woman oh because we forgot to say it. julian yeah. is legend's brother yes oh my god huge <laughs> you guys yeah uh legend is uh yeah julian like, legend are brothers yeah, <laughs> yeah and so he was just horrified to see basically like how like twisted his brother had become but he thought that maybe they could help like you know turn his brother back to like good again so that's good um what about lessons learned? What did we learn from this book? Uh, meet your fiance in person before you engage. Oh, God. Yes. You that's can't trust one. Uh, emails. <laughs> you not trust emails. No. <laughs> you have got to FaceTime first. Yes, yeah, seriously. At least. At least. I don't know. Always go with the handsome sailor. Always go with Always. the handsome sailor. Literally, why would you not choose the handsome sailor ever? He is the main character, you guys. He's Even <laughs> if you didn't think he was, he is. <laughs> He is your main love interest. That, he is there. Like, yeah. There he is. Um, <laughs> there he is. And look at him. <laughs> yeah, look at him go. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Believe in yourself. Really? <laughs> uh, take risks, you know. Oh, yeah. She did learn that. Mm-hmm. She did learn that taking risks is worth it sometimes. No one is going to change your fate but you. Mm-hmm. Like, no one is going to change your future, but you will tell kind of forced her to. But Tella had to give up so much to do that. And I mean, Scarlet really did have to, like, fully participate. Look it's sometimes scary, with, but it's true. With lessons. I know. It's a real one. Do not give up two days of your life for a oh dress. It's not worth it. I don't care how beautiful it is. I know it's tempting. And for a color, not color, for a dress that changes my mood, I'd be, I would consider giving up two days of yeah, my life, but, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but that. It was like Mm-mm. a regular dress. I would literally dress. never do that. No. Even if people were like, you should do it. I was like, no. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. No. 
Um, <laughs> read the fine print, you know? Oh, yeah. Please read the fine print. Um, and I don't I don't want to say, like, don't attend Care of All, but I'm kind of like, I don't think I, it's like, a good I, like, wouldn't want to go, honestly. Uh-uh. It didn't seem fun to me. No, it seemed way too intense. The thing about this is, like, I think because we came off of the Night Circus, I was expecting the Night Circus to be more sinister and this to be less sinister. Yes. I, but the Night Circus, I'm like, I want to live there. Yeah. I never want to step foot in Care of All ever. No, it's really sinister. This was not... This I agree. was very stressful for me. It's always they're always books I think of together, but they're very, very different. They really are. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what about favorite quotes? Okay, um, let me pull it up. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling <laughs> it up. Do you want to go first? Sure. I can't find it. Uh, my favorite quote, and yes, I pulled it off Goodreads. You guys know me by now. You know that's just what I'm gonna do. Um, but it is one that I really liked. So this is a genuine one. It is, hope is a powerful thing. Some say it's a different breed of magic altogether. Oh, I think good. that's true. That could almost be a lessons learned. I just think that's, uh, I think that's very potent. Yeah. I remembered liking this one when I was reading it. I just like the way that it's phrased. It's not a lesson learned. I just like the <laughs> writing in it, I guess. Yeah. But it's, uh, she remembered thinking falling for him would be like falling in love with darkness. But now she imagined he was more like a starry knight. The constellations were always there. Constant, magnificent guides against the ever-present black. That's so good. I thought it was nice. I love it. It's a really nice one. What about Pinky's Up? I'm going to give this 3.75. Wow. I liked it, but I was so stressed out. <laughs> like, I think I, maybe yeah. if I had read it at a different time in my life. Maybe not the week that you were also like <laughs> deadline. I for also school. think that because we recently read the Night Circus where there were absolutely no stakes, I was like, I really like that. Oh, and see, this I, had I didn't. So many stakes. It did. Yeah, um, which I but loved. I liked it. There were like so many twists that I was like, okay, are these impactful for me anymore? Because mm-hmm. by the ending, I. I liked the end twist of, like, Donatella being kind of the yeah. master manipulator. That yeah. was good for me. I agree. But as far as, like, the twist with Julian went, after a while I was like, okay, just, like, I don't know how much it matters to me anymore <laughs> yeah. because I'm already on Team Julian. So, yeah. like, just tell me what the deal is. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of how I was I feeling. get that. I get that. Um, I think I would give it five pinkies up. Wow. Because I couldn't put the book down. I think because the stakes were so high and the action was so constant, there was never a point where I was like, oh, I'm kind of bored. There's like a bit of a lull in the book. I'll put it down. Uh-huh. Which I felt like with the Night Circus because of there being no stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Stakes-wise, these are completely opposite books. So I really like <laughs> pretty it. much the only thing is that they're both carnivals. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all they have in on. common. Um, uh, but I liked it because it was like really fast paced and action and really intense. And I would read it and it had great imagery. So I would definitely read it again. Obviously, I did read it again and I would still read it again after this, which is how I know it's a five pinkies up. Well, next week we're going to be doing Frankenstein. Yay. Woo-hoo! That's Mary Shelley, right? Yes, Mary okay, Shelley. by Mary Shelley. And we're going to be joined again by the Holiday Fox, a.k.a. Lexi. Yay. So that's exciting. Lexi Potter is going to be joining us again. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Halloween is but one week away when this episode comes out. So, ooh. Tell ooh. us what your spooky Halloween plans are. Mine are to stay spooky at home Halloween. and by myself. <laughs> ooh. Oh, spooky Halloween. Yeah, I might make some cookies shaped like black cats. We'll see. Oh, that's such a cute idea. I know. I needed to try the recipe anyway. So I was like, maybe that's how I'll celebrate Halloween. Do you have Halloween plans? No, not really. Logan, our previous pod friend, is going to be in town. And we're going to the our alma mater is having nice. homecoming weekend. So Aww. we're going to be doing homecoming That's events. That's cute. 
Well, next week we'll guys see you. We guys will see you back. We guys will see you back. We guys will see you back for um, Frankenstein by Mary Shelley with the Holiday Fox. If you guys want to keep up with us during the week, you can do that. You guys can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are that pretentious book club. If you guys have episode recommendations, books you want us to read for next season, because we are almost to season five, you can send those to contact at storysirenstudio.com or you can send it to us on social media. We will see it either way. And if you guys want to support the pod, you can do that on Patreon and see all of our video episodes, bonus episodes, exclusive merch. Or you can go to StorySirenStudio.com or ThatPretentiousBookClub.com and check out all of our cool merch we have. Um, our fall merch, our limited time edition fall merch, uh, Always Falling for the Villain, is once again available, plus some other really cool merch. Uh, so go check that out if you guys like books. There is something for you on there. That is, again, StorySirenStudio.com. And if you guys like the pod, if you wouldn't mind rating below and uh, suggesting us to a friend, that would be great so we can keep growing. And that's everything we've got for you guys. So until next week, keep your teacups full, your pinkies high, and your book club pretentious. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.